You know, a lot has changed since the days of the one-room schoolhouse. So how is the church done when it comes to education or discipleship? That's what we're talking about today. You're going to love this conversation on the Creation Today Show. Class is in session, and ladies and gentlemen, we need to have a very frank conversation about what's happening with education. This is going to be a very honest look at what's going on in Christianity and the worldview crisis that is actually taking place. You know, many in the church have changed the command of Jesus from go and make disciples to go and make believers. And today, many leaders, even in the church, are consumed with you know, church growth strategies and trying to get more believers. But they do that at the sacrifice of, of spending the necessary time and energy and dedication to making real disciples. I really believe this conversation is going to help your perspective. If you have thoughts about what we're talking about today, Please make them known in the comments as we have this discussion. Hey, if you're joining us from Facebook or YouTube or on our podcast or television show, we want to say thank you for peering into the Creation Today community for this conversation. We are a group of people that are uh, being discipled through weekly conversations so that we can be all that God has called us to be. So if you ever want to join our community, come on over to creationtoday.org. We welcome you there. My guest today is Dr. Glenn Schultz. This is his 51st year of educating future generations according to God's plan. He's been a teacher, uh, a coach, a high school principal, a superintendent, all during his tenure in Christian schools. He's been able to serve as the Southeast Regional Director for the Association of Christian Schools International for seven years. Uh, he's got exclusive writings. He's author of Kingdom Education, God's Plan for Future Generations. I am thrilled to have him share some of these thoughts with you today. Dr. Schultz, welcome to the program. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. It was such a blessing to hear you recently at my friend Ben Shetler's Circumspect Conference. You had some insights into how the church at large is doing with education and discipleship. And I just go, I, you got to break that down for us. How, how did you get started? What have you learned? I mean, after half a century of, of involvement in this, you, you got some, some know-how and some insights. And, and then at the end of the day, what in the world are we supposed to be doing? So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about today's conversation. How, how, how did you get started in this? Well, uh, it was God because I was planning to be a medical doctor. And uh, two weeks before I graduated from college, I signed a contract to start teaching, and I've been in teaching ever since. Uh, but all the time, I've had this desire to try and find out what is God's plan for educating young people, mm-hmm. uh, not just what is society's, and, and even how to define the various terms uh, when you use the word education today most people immediately think of schooling, yeah. but education does not equal schooling. 
schooling is a major uh, portion of education, but education is that total preparation of children for life in eternity. And that's what we've got to be willing to address uh, biblically uh, as the body of Christ. Okay, give me that definition again, because that you don't typically hear it like that. When you add the word eternity to the end of that definition, that puts on a whole new perspective. It's it's the total, say that again, it's the total education. Total total preparation of young people for life and eternity. Wow. You know, all all education is future focused and, and we're supposed to be preparing them for that future. And if we don't keep the eternal perspective, then we're preparing them for a false future. So therefore it's false education. Wow. For those of you watching, you've already got a nugget there that you need to tweet or put on your Instagram or throw out on Facebook that the, the total t- preparation of young people for life and eternity. And that's, that's where we find that you have to have a Christian worldview. You have to have a biblical worldview in order to even have that kind of perspective. There's no question about it. Uh, you know, I, I use the phrase kingdom education because that came from the title of my book. But, but when you think of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is simply the reign of God through Jesus Christ in a person's life. Mm. That's why Jesus said, seek his kingdom first. Seek God's reign in your life. Well, God wants to reign in all of life, including education. So kingdom education, from my perspective, is when God reigns in the entire educational process of raising that young child. And he doesn't reign unless we obey what his word says. So that's my my background to kingdom education. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I got to let me do this. Can I? Can I jump to the end to show people where we're at and then let's back up and you kind of kind of take us on the journey? I want are you you're already familiar with Ken Ham's books uh, already gone and already compromised? Oh yes, very much so. Okay. Um, his uh, Already Gone, great book. Here's what's going on. Already Compromised talks about what's going on in Christian colleges. Um, I, I don't have my physical copy here, but I, I use it on a regular basis to say, here's what's going on. I want to give away a couple copies of this. If you're joining me live, so if you're watching this live and you're here uh, as one of our Creation Today partners, or you are on YouTube, or you're on Facebook, um, sorry, podcast listeners, and those of you on TV, you don't have any chance of winning this. This is something that we do live, okay? Uh, Wednesdays at noon, if you want to join us. Uh, just put in uh, to put in the comments your favorite subject in school, and uh, you just, whatever your favorite subject in school was, you put that in the comments, and uh, the ladies are going to pick, by the end of our time uh, here with you guys, we'll pick some winners, and we'll give away several copies of Already Gone. Let me share with you a couple insights. They went to, you know, Christian colleges in this book and said, okay, well, let's find out what they believe. And, and uh, they asked the question, do you believe that the Bible is literally true? And they did the, the graphs on this. They did the research of the presidents of the college. 73% said yes. 25% said no. Of the vice presidents, it was 92% said yes. 5% uh, said, no, do you believe God created the earth in six literal 24-hour days? Only 78% said yes of the presidents, and 40% of vice presidents said yes. I'm like, oh my goodness, this the, the, the college is already compromised. They said, do you think the religion department and science professors have the same views on the age of the earth? And the stats there show we got we got a problem. And it's 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 in the it's in the people that are supposed to be backing up 
the Bible that are, that are giving this problem. And then they asked about Noah's flood. Do you believe in the Noah's flood? Um, and in the science department, a lot of them said no, several said no. And then a lot of them believed that it was a local flood rather than a global flood. I just did a presentation on that on Saturday and I went, okay, if, if this is what they're getting at Christian colleges, all right, doc, back us up and tell us how we got to this point and then what we need to do after that. So you start where you think we need to start getting things figured out. And I, you're starting with the scripture. I like that. Well, um, if you go to the mid-1800s, that's when the, the common school or public school movement started. Uh, it was interesting, Francis Curran, a historian of American education, uh, he said that it was actually a revolution and it was the first time in the New Testament church when Protestants gave the formal education of their children, elementary age children, over to the state. It happened here in the United States first. And, and of course, then he followed up with that by saying, once you give the government a portion of the education, you will eventually give them the entire educational process or schooling process. And so that's where it started. Now, it was a slow move at first. But even in 1947, uh, Morrison was addressing like 10,000 public school educators and said, I lay at, the, at your feet uh, the secularization of our youth. We cannot wow. as a church counteract what you're doing in school five days a week. So some people have seen it. Uh, D.L. Dabney, uh, Robert Dabney, excuse me, in the 1800s. He said that if the state has the education, it must become secular. It, it cannot be, stay Christian. So it, it's been a, a process, but it's sped up in the last 50 years. And now we think, oh, what happened? Well, well it happened a long time ago, and, and we were asleep at the wheel. So now we're at the point where you know, 90 to 95% uh, of church families have their children in secular educational programs, both public and private. So that's who's schooling our children. And, and here's the thing, all education is, is aimed at making a disciple of something or wow. someone. If we can get that concept in our mind, education is not neutral. It is trying to make a disciple of our children, and they're going to be a disciple of someone or something. Uh, our goal is to make them disciples of Jesus Christ, but it's not going to happen when they sit under secular worldview training six to seven hours a day, five days a week. Boy. So I, at some point, I'm just going to get, ask you the direct question, but I want to kind of keep talking about, okay, so what should we be doing? And I've, I've, I've found myself, you know, preferring certain kinds of education, but let me back up before we get there. Do you think that we gave that over as, as, as the church? Do you think we gave that over because, well, hey, back in the day, the public school teachers were also part of the church. And so it kind of, what was it? Was it good intention or was it still foolishness either, either way to give over education to, um, 
to others rather than parents taking keeping that responsibility as their own. Does that make sense what I'm asking? Well, I, I think in, in some ways it was foolishness because they did. They gave up parental responsibility. But like you said, the culture was so Judeo-Christian at the time that when they went to the schools, in fact, uh, the Catholic immigrants uh, were against the public schools because they were so Protestant in nature. <laughs> but but then all of a sudden, you know, Horace Mann, he had an agenda. Uh, he, he was a Unitarian. So his goal was let's get the you know, Trinitarian Bible out. So let's just talk about, you know, Bible concepts or truth concepts. So, so it, it, it started eroding pretty quick, but a lot of it uh, was, you know, yeah, we as a community need to raise our children and educate them. So it, it's sort of safe. Churches, pastors embrace the public school system because it, it was so Protestant at the time. Uh, but uh, again, once you start uh, putting things in where you cannot stay true to God's word in everything, uh, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to slide pretty quick. Who's responsible? I, we had in the countdown timer, you know, who's responsible for the education of a child? And um, looking at a couple passages, I went, okay. I guess it has to, I mean, we, we want to say parents, but specifically, it seems like it falls on, on dad. Um, is that what you see? How, how, do you, how do you present that when you talk to groups about education? Yeah, uh, in, in my book, Kingdom Education, there's 14 biblical principles that I believe tell us how God wants us to educate our children. The first one is the education of children and youth is the primary responsibility of parents. And scripture does make it quite clear he holds uh, fathers accountable. Uh, Psalm 78 talks about how fathers are supposed to show and tell things to their children to such a degree that their children will rise up, teach their children, who will rise up and teach the generation not born yet, four generations. That's how intentional fathering, parenting needs to be. Now, when, when the father is missing, and there's a lot of single moms out there. That's where the church has got to come in and support and, and help with that. Not just all parents, but especially those single moms, help them in that whole process. Uh, and I guess what I want to do is I want to call Christian parents, pastors, church leaders, Christian educators, to come together and address the issue of education biblically. Mm. Let's not debate Christian schools versus homeschools versus charter schools. Let's address education from a totally biblical worldview perspective. When we do that, our options of where may have to change. So that's because yeah, I'm tempted to go, okay, so what do you tell people? And I have a hard time because I know some people in certain situations that it's like they don't have opportunities that other people have. So I appreciate already where you're going because you're going to kind of go right around the question that I want to ask. Okay, tell pastors and parents what they should do. Let's go on that journey around that direct question and go, okay, 
what does it look like to biblically educate? What, what does the Bible say about education? Can we walk down through some of that? Well, you, you've got to go back to understanding purpose. Uh, you know, here you are, Creation Today classroom. <laughs> <laughs> what happens with so many Christians, they, they know the account of creation. They know what God did. They know that he spoke it into existence in six days out of nothing. Uh, they, they may even know what they did on day one, two, three, four, five, six. I've, I very seldom hear anybody say, why did God create it? Mm. And, and see, that's the key. If we understand why God created everything, then we, under, then we understand what education should be doing. And, and when you come to why God created everything, the scripture makes it clear. Creation is an expression of who God is, and it exists for his glory. So he, he didn't have to create anything, but he did it as an expression of who he is. Romans 1.20 is my favorite Bible verse when it comes to, to this whole concept, and that is, for the invisible things of him, meaning God, are seen and clearly understood by the things he made. So when you read in Genesis, let there be light, you could say, God saying, this is who I am. I'm light. This is who I am. I'm life. And when we study, when we study creation, we should be knowing God, because that's why we were created in his image to know him, uh, to reproduce image bearers of him and do a work for his glory. So when I see education, I, I see we're actually studying, especially schooling, we're studying some aspect of his creation, which should re you know, uncover for us his invisible attributes. Mm -hmm. When I taught chemistry, after we finished a unit, we had a simple lesson. Okay, students sit down, you can talk together. What do you know about God because we just studied atomic structure? And it was amazing what they came out. God is powerful, but he's also detailed. You know, and, and when I study the great scientists of the past, most of them were Christians. They were not pursuing science. They were pursuing knowing God by studying his creation. And they came up with science discoveries. We, exactly. we sort of have it backwards now. Let's, yes. let, let's study STEM and we'll add God to it. No, pursue God and you will increase your knowledge of STEM. So I, I have a little different way of looking at things. <laughs> but well, I, but and I, that, I do think. As I said, that, that brings me to my question is, okay, did you always have this? Or over 50 years have you gone, that didn't work, that didn't work, that didn't work, that you know what? I mean, I tell, I'm, I'm real curious about how you've seen things change over 50 years, because the way you're talking about education right now is something that I think most of us watching, especially those that like are part of our community, you guys that are joining me right here on Zoom and, 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 and those that are online that are like, they follow creation today, they're probably sitting back going, yeah, I may not have been able to verbalize it like that, but boy, that's, that's it. You're hitting the nail on the head. Uh, so what have you seen change over 50 years and, and, and what's kind of, what was it that brought you finally to, wow, this is it. This is what we need to be doing. Well, first of all, when I went into teaching, I had no education training, 
quote unquote training. So I wasn't taught in secular methodologies and all this. I, I'm finding myself in the classroom uh, teaching chemistry and things like this. And, and I kept thinking there, there's more than just knowledge. There, there's, there, there's more to what these kids should be doing. That's when I left secular education after five years, went into Christian schooling. And I was asked by a parent once, well, if you were impacting students' lives in public school, why did you leave? And I had to say, okay, what is different here? So I've always had this desire to, to, to try and understand the foundational, what hmm. we're supposed to be doing. And we've become, I, I've almost thought, you know, when we, when we gave education over to the state, they formed these schools. Well, well, the schools were actually pulling parents closer to them than to the church. And, and so then churches started saying, oh, we, we've got to start some Christian schools. So what they did, they took the secular model of schooling and brought it over to the church and just Christianized it. And, and, and we never thought about what should we be doing in, in teaching our children uh, you know, because it, it was it was a discipleship process when the home and the church in the founding of our country ju were just working together. You were you were teaching all day long, all of life, and and how God created things and how they work and how you can use them. So, uh, you know, it's hard to throw everything out and start from scratch. I'm not I'm not a proponent of that. But, but we've got to get outside the box and say, you know, education is not just academics. It's not preparing them for work. It's getting them to know God. And, and as they know God, how is God, how has God gifted them? Uh, Kevin Swanson wrote a book, Upgrade. And in that, he said, the first 18 years of a child's education should be focused on them identifying God's call on their life and equipping them to fulfill that call. Now, that is drastically different from yeah. what we see. You know, where 95% of our kids in Christian schools go to Christian college, go to college, period. Is that really what God wants? 95% of all children has to go to college. Uh, you know, I, I, I think we, we, we've settled into this secular model of what schooling is. And I think homeschooling has sort of tried to break that. But there again, some of those just get tied to, okay, got to have certain graduation requirements and things like this. So uh, we, we need to really address things almost from a foundational thing. And how do we really take the structures we have and, and go and, 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 and shape them so that they are in line with scripture? Wow. You've got my mind buzzing now with a lot of thoughts going, okay, what all do I need to rethink from that perspective? Uh, if you're just joining us uh, on social media or on television, uh, we're giving away a book uh, that kind of tells the end result of where we're at now. And Dr. Schultz is coming back and telling us how we got here and then here pretty soon, what do we need to do about it? Uh, the book is called Already Compromised. It's by our friends at Answers in Genesis, uh, Ken Ham. 
and in it it details the problems with colleges today and what's going on, how so many colleges have already compromised, Christian colleges have compromised the authority of God's word and are no longer standing on that authority, creating all kinds of problems, telling us, you know, it's, it's causing problems and confusion in kids' minds. And uh, if you want to enter that giveaway and you're joining me live here, just throw something in the comments about uh, your favorite subject in school and uh, you'll be entered into the drawing and we'll give that away here in just a few minutes. Um, Okay. I I grew up at a Christian school. My dad had started Christian schools, uh, been involved in, you know, ministry all my life. Um, I'm, I'm tempted to kick that bucket of bees and go, okay, well, all right, Doc, because I, I, you're right, you're right, um, and, and, and I'm appreciative of it. Next week, I'm going to be having a webinar um, with uh, the guys that started uh, the Master Books homeschooling, and they're trying to come at it from the way you're, you're talking right now. Randy, he goes, you know, look, Eric, we, we don't need to teach science. We need to teach God, and then science is part of it. So uh, he's definitely seeing that perspective. L- let's just kick the can and say, okay, talk to parents, talk to pastors, I, I, talk to me. How, how do I need to be reprocessing some of the way I've been thinking? My kids are, you know, 15, 17, 19. We got people on here with young kids that aren't this far down the road yet uh, in education. What are some of the things or questions they need to be asking or answering to, to rethink where they're at in educating their children? Uh, well, I, I think so many Christian parents suffer from spiritual myopia, nearsightedness. Uh, They've got their child's immediate future pretty clear. What what do they want when they're five years old, when they're 10 years old? But if you ask them down the road, everything's fuzzy. I I get parents' attention. I ask them this question, where do you want your child in 10,000 years? Yeah. And, And they just sort of, and I said, you know, because where they're there in 10,000 years, they're going to be there for all of eternity. And of course, they always come back with, oh, I want them in heaven. Okay, what are you doing today to make sure that that vision is fulfilled uh, down the road? And well, we take them to church or, you know, it, you know and you start, un- you start realizing, no, it, it's got to be an intentional uh, focus on how do we prepare them not just for the, we got to prepare them for this life, you know, and, and I get hit all the time. Well, that's why we put them out there in secular education because, uh, you know, they got to be salt and light. Salt and light is spiritual warfare. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you've got to prepare them for warfare. I, I find it interesting in numbers when they number the children of Israel, they number the men 20 years of age and older who are fit for battle. Now, the implication there is from birth to 20 years of age, the Israelites were preparing their children, their men for battle. And and it wasn't just physical battle, they were battling pagan cultures. So that's what we should be doing. We should be not sending our kids out of the salt and light when they're five and six. We should be preparing them so that when they're 20, they're fit for spiritual warfare. They are disciples. We are saving souls for heaven and planting churches very well, and we're not making disciples that change culture. That's the key. 
That is the key. And that's where I, I think I am realizing more and more, and I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm an evangelist at heart. I want to, I want people to believe. I want to share the gospel. I want to, I want them to know. So I'm an evangelist at heart and I do focus on the gospel and and through your conversation and several other things over the last probably year in my life, I'm realizing evangelism will take care of itself if you go and make disciples. Matter of fact, I threw that out on Instagram the other day. I was like, listen, guys, guys, you make disciples, focus on discipleship because discipleship leads to evangelism. That'll, that'll happen automatically when we create real disciples. And I feel like, uh, man, have I been focused so much on creating the believers that I'm not focused on discipleship, which is why in part we're doing these every single week and we're inviting believers to join creation today and have discipleship week after week so that we can learn and grow and go deeper in the truths of the word of God. So, man, there's so much I want to go into with this because I want to ask you, okay, what would you tell a parent with a kid in public school? Uh, What would you... I want to get into some details in just a minute, but um, social media, I got to let you go. So let me let me give away a couple copies of this ebook. Uh, by the way, the ebook is um, is already compromised. It's a it's it's just a great review on where we're at today, uh, showing where Christian colleges are at, where the education is happening. Uh, this is this giveaway is made possible and sponsored by our friends over at Master Books. Love what they're doing to create. Uh, content and now curriculum. I'll be talking about the curriculum next week. But what Master Books is doing there is creating amazing resources that I think are going to really help you uh, in your journey to know the truth. So we're really thankful for them. Uh, if you are um, joining me right here for our Creation Today partners, I see you guys. And uh, William, William, we already have your information. Don't worry about it. We're going to email you a copy of Already Compromised. Uh, and Mariah, also going to get a copy of that book. We'll send that to you uh, later today. On my Facebook page and everybody else I mentioned right here uh, on the Facebook and YouTube, you need to email us if we call your name. It's comments at creationtoday.org, comments at creationtoday.org. Jonathan Ritter on Facebook. Jonathan Ritter, send us an email. We'll send that book to you. Uh, Garrett McNeil uh, on the Genesis movie page. We're going to send that book to you, Garrett McNeil. McNeil. Uh, email us comments at creationtoday.org and on the Creation Today Facebook page, uh, Angel uh, Montessoro. Angel Montessoro, we're picking you. So you email us comments at Creation Today. Would love to give you that book. And on YouTube, Mario, aka Citro. Mario, you're going to get a copy of that. So send us an email, comments at creationtoday.org. We'd love to get that to you. Hey, if you want to join the rest of this conversation and future conversations and have access to every conversation that we've had in the past, if you enjoy discipleship, come on over to creationtoday.org. We'd love to see you there and see you be part of this community.